0: From America, you're listening to The Hip-Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live From America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, The Hip-Hop Patriot. And this is Live From America, straight from the live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire. And I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in twice a day for some of you. A lot of you tune in twice a day. A lot of you listen to the podcast um, but either way, uh, we're all together throughout the day and we're sharing news together and we're spreading the gospel together. And that's the most important thing on this planet is our traditions, our culture, and ultimately our God and our relationship with the one who blessed this country, who blessed this world. And I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's ever been a, a more blessed country than the United States of America. Look what we've been able to accomplish In such a little period of time. Talk about miracles. Talk about something that's, um, you know, God do it, uh, give give it to you and and your cup overfloweth. You know what I mean? Only God could help create something so amazing uh, that quick. Especially in the world that we know, in the world that we live in. So just remember how important America is. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to uh, have a correspondent for Real America's Voice News, Amanda Head. Most of you know her. We're going to have her come in in a little while and uh, straight from um, from being outside the polling, the polling area all day and, and, and getting a sense of what's going on right from California. We're going to have her come in and, and kind of give us a sense of what's going on over there, different things she's heard throughout the day, and if she's got any updates. And of course, we're going to be talking about General Milley. General Milley might be in some really big trouble, folks. And it really, really, really uh, makes me wonder what Trump meant in Alabama when he mentioned General Milley. But we'll get to all that right here on Real America's Voice News, live from America. Hope you got your coffees ready. Hope you got your families ready. Hope everybody's sitting down because it's time to have some fun. And as you can see, I even brought out the punching bag with Tony the Swamp Rat Fauci's face on it. You you never know, we might get a little angry in the show and we might have to pull this out. I don't know, I'm putting it there just in case. Just in case. And if you guys would like this thing to get punched, you let me know. And and that's why I brought it out here. I brought it out here for you. I brought it out here for you to take your anger out on this man and what he's done to this country since the early 1980s all the way back with the AIDS epidemic. This guy has been a fraud from day one. He's been a flip-flopper from day two. And on day three, the entire world knew that he was a scam. You go all the way back into the early 1980s and you watch videos of people calling in and just lambasting this guy for what he's, what he's done to this world. They knew it back then. Funny thing how history repeats itself. But we would know that these days because the left is always wiping out our history, wiping out our statues, wiping out uh, literature, and of course even trying to wipe out the Bible. But they've never been able to succeed at that. Amen? Woo! Please, ladies and gentlemen, let me know where you're from. If you're watching on social media, of course, there's Rumble, which has been a wonderful platform for conservatives. YouTube, which I delete the videos right after. But if you're there live, then you could watch Live from America. You can also listen on the podcast, and there's people watching on digital TV all over the country. That includes Roku, Fire Stick, Pluto, Dish uh, Network, Samsung TV, Apple TV, and Android TV. Android TV, excuse me. Real America's Voice is definitely... Um, Putting its stamp on the map, I can tell you that and they're doing it with just being real, being truthful, and giving America a voice. That is the one thing that we have lost in this country so badly is our voice. Becky from North Carolina, how are you? Thank you Cheryl from Pennsylvania is watching. God bless you I'm glad that you uh, I'm glad that you're turned on to real America's voice news and I am so so happy. So happy to have you as a viewer and a family member right here on Live From America. Um, a lot of people are saying turn around and punch this thing. Not quite yet. We got, <laughs> we got some ways to go. Millie was working with Obama and Biden, says one viewer. That's exactly right. And he's going to be in some big trouble. Wendy from Cambridge, Ohio. O-H-I-O is in the building. Everybody say hello to Wendy. We've got Margaret Mosley. She says, Jeremy, where are you? I'm right here. Hmm. I don't know what's happening on YouTube. You might have to, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, then you definitely might want, need to go over to, uh, to Rumble. Let's see. Sheila, how you doing from Florida? Good to see you, Sheila. Dana from Washington State. Um, Leslie says, punch the rat. Which one? This one or this one? <laughs> the show isn't playing on YouTube. Sorry to keep repeating. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I did not know that. Um, I... I apologize who knows what's going on over there i'd like to say hello to uh let's see tom from wisconsin the great state of wisconsin deb webb from everett washington and one more let's say hello to evo and ellie uh, from sanctuary uh no uh in sanctuary in pennsylvania god bless you and thank you for watching all right folks today we are not going to read from jesus calling i have another book that I read as part of my of part of my as part of my time with God every day and it's called one minute prayers for dads one minute prayers for dads and there was one of them in here that I was reading today that I thought wow this isn't really just pertaining to dads this is something that everybody should hear and it was a really great motivational piece that I read this morning and it says this coming from second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 316 which says May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. Sometimes the home is peaceful, and if your family is like most families, sometimes there's a tornado loose in the house. I got five kids, I'd know that. God is the Lord of peace for us. He brings peace into every life and every home that invites his peace to reside there. May your home accept the Lord of peace, and may he grant you peace at all times, in every way. God, you are the Lord of peace, and you give me peace at all times, and in every way. I especially pray that your peace will guide me in my role as a dad. I pray my kids will see the peace. You give, and you know what it Excuse me, I pray my kids will see the peace that you give and know that it doesn't come naturally to me, but comes supernaturally from you. May your peace prevail in my home and my heart. Thank you, Brie K. God bless you. I appreciate that. But see what I'm saying? Peace is a wonderful gift for every single one of us. Now, there's a lot of things that test our patience. There's not, you know, not the, not the uh, patience that Joe Biden was talking about where it's wearing thin. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but there's a lot of way, there's a lot of things that we need to put into perspective. And we can be at peace in the mercy of God if we choose to do so. Okay? One thing that the devil is a master at is throwing doubt your way throwing anxiety, and stress, and anger, and uh, a roller coaster of emotions. That's what he is amazing at doing. And all of those things come from him because none of those things can come from God. God offers peace. God does not offer all of those other things that I just said. So if you find yourself having massive anxiety, not being able to sleep at night, which I'm sure a lot of you are going through, if you find yourself angry, if you find yourself in an emotional roller coaster, then you need to find a way to immerse yourself into the good book or into devotionals or into anything that can help you let it all go and find that peace you're looking for. And when I get into the first and foremost section here after the Lord's Prayer, then you're going to understand why I started to show out reading this rather than what we normally read in the, e- in the evening, which is the Jesus Calling book. So please, remove your caps, ask everybody in the room to join in with you, and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together. Because right now, in this country, if we don't get back to doing this more, if we don't get back to doing this and including God in everything we do really fast... We're going to have a lot harder of a time saving this country, and it might be impossible. So please, say the Lord's Prayer with me, and we'll get right into the first and foremost section of today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. How you doing, Rosemary Winget from North Carolina? Amen? Let me get a big amen. And if you're watching on social media, please share the video, folks. I'd appreciate it. All right. First and foremost, let's get right to it. First and foremost, I want to give you a friendly reminder, a friendly PSA if you will, folks. To not stop being an American. Now you might ask yourself, what's he even talking about? What are you talking about, don't stop being an American? I'm an American every day. I put my flag out every day. I say the Pledge of Allegiance every day. I pray to the Lord every day. I enjoy my freedoms every day. I'm fighting to preserve my freedoms every single day. And you're right. You're right, all those things do make you an American. But I'm seeing a trend, and it's a scary trend. And it's the reason why every week on the Friday evening show, I tell you, enjoy your families this weekend. Enjoy the traditions and the culture of this country. There's a reason I tell you that. Being an American means a lot of things. A lot of things. It's, it's the reason that it is the beacon of hope and light for the rest of the world. It's kind of like that slogan, Make America Great Again. It meant a lot of different things to a lot of different people. There was no umbrella definition for Make America Great Again. CNN couldn't figure it out. MSNBC couldn't figure out. Nobody could figure out what Make America Great Again meant. You even had the left pouncing on it, saying, what, you mean when there were slaves, or when there was a Great Depression, or when, you know what I mean? But there was, for a lot of people, make America great again meant something different. Same way with being an American. To a lot of people, it means a lot of different things. However, there are two major things that you must embrace to be a real American, and that is what I see us losing, and that is your culture and your traditions. Your culture and your traditions. If you look back on any major catastrophe, uh, you know, like like any dictatorship, any tyrannical government, any ruler. If you look at how they conquered a people, a people who might have thought that they were free. One of the things that they do is they terrorize, terrorize, terrorize. And when they terrorize enough, it takes you away from your comfort zone. Even if it's not a direct terrorist act on you or somebody around you, if it's in your country, if it's in your land, it will have a domino effect all the way down to you. So what they try to do when they try to take over uh, countries or when they try to rule a country with an iron thumb is they get you away from doing what makes you, you. And we cannot allow that to happen. That is why every weekend I say, look, you need to recenter yourself. You need some time to recenter yourself. So that you can show your children what being American, being an American is. Go bowling with your kids. As much as you have some massive anxiety in your head going on because of all this fighting that we're doing to try to preserve that very America for the kids, there's also the culture and the traditions that we need to preserve. And you can't preserve them by fighting all the time. You have to recenter yourself and you have to allow your family to do those things that you remember doing growing up as a kid. Because I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, if you don't do that, then America is already dead. And if America is already dead, then you're always only fighting for a memory of what once was. So please, folks, don't stop being Americans. While you're out there doing something that God chose you to do in this specific time period, which is fight in every way you can to keep and preserve this country for you, your kids, and your grandkids, while you're doing that, just remember to take a day or two. Spend it with those family uh, members and friends that you have, doing things that you've always done. Don't allow them to destroy what America we have left just by putting us in a position to fight seven days a week. I hope that that advice that I gave you comes across okay. I hope that it doesn't offend anybody in any way because it's not meant to say you're doing something wrong or you're doing something right. It's clearly, I mean, it's, it's truly only meant to come across in the, best of, um, in, in the best of ways because what I see going across this country uh, and what I hear going across this country is people are saying, I don't even have time to spend with my kids anymore because of all this. Because of this, we're spending our free time at Capitol Buildings and at rallies every weekend. Because of this, I haven't been able to take my kids camping. Because of this, me and my family, we usually do this, but we didn't do it this year because we're just so fed up. And I get it. I do. But the best way to fight back and preserve America is to save America. And the best way to save America is with you-know-who-upstairs, but you doing your part to preserve the traditions and the culture That you grew up with. Amen? I hope that came across right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break right here on Real America's Voice News. And we'll be back with more Live from America right after this. We're going to be talking about General Milley. Don't go nowhere. And for the live audience, I've decided no more real commercials. Even when we're doing a show that will consist of commercials on Real America's Voice News unless we are highlighting a country, a company like PatriotFoods.com or like one of the businesses on the America Strong page. But I feel that I get out of rhythm. I feel that there has been a change to the night show and that I get out of rhythm. I know YouTube is not working, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, please get everybody from YouTube to come over here. I don't know why it's not working. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not positive at all why that's not working. I'll figure it out later. But I feel like I get out of rhythm uh, when I have to stop and do a commercial. So I don't really want to do that anymore. Okay? Um, Jeremy is correct in my honest opinion. If we we stop doing what we need to do to keep our sanity, we'll be lost. We have to unplug sometimes and walk away from the Internet and the TV. And I know that some people out there are going to say, Well, I can't. I can't. Because if I do that, I'm going to take away from the time that I need to fight. If I don't fight, then we're going to lose. I get that. <laughs> I do trust me. Sometimes I find myself fighting a little bit too hard. Okay? Sometimes I find myself fighting a little bit too hard. But it's just something that I was thinking about while I was reading earlier, and I was like, you know what? If we if we keep fighting for America, but we don't have America, then what are we fighting for? I uh, went to a polling place this AM recall ballot. I was told I already voted. I refused the provisional ballot and left. Called the uh, voter office. They said, ballot outstanding... Hold on, let me just read what you just said there. I'm sorry. Uh, called chapter thirteen or called channel thirteen news. Good, good for you. Good for you. So there's a record of it. Good for you. Good for you. And and I don't know. Again, there there's not any proper reporting that's going to be coming out of California except from a few stations. So that's why I've asked Amanda Head to come on tonight, and she's been in California. Uh, she lives there, so she's been there all day, and. Um, You know, she's been at a polling station all day long, and she's heard some stories and seen some things as well. So we're going to bring her on and see exactly what's going on there. I'm going to vote 4.30 p.m. I'm so nervous. Nervous to go vote or nervous of the outcome? Here's another thing that I want to tell you guys before we go back into the, uh, the next part of the story is this. Guys, remember, if Gavin Newsom pulls this out by cheating or whatever, remember, he was your governor yesterday, and if he wins, he'll be your governor tomorrow. That part might, may not change for you. But what did change for you is you have caused so much havoc by standing up and, sh- and taking a shot, taking an opportunity, that you've even got the dementia-ridden president and cackling Kamala Harris to fly all the way across the country to a guy they barely even like and know, at least Biden anyway, and campaign for a guy who feels like he's in trouble. That's something you did. So don't, don't... If, if something happens here that doesn't go our way... Don't think that it's the end of the world. You really made a lot of difference. And remember, you lose 100% of the opportunities that you don't take. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit as well. I can't sit still. I'm a bundle of nerves. I do not watch the news. I only watch Jeremy. Well, God bless you. Thank you for that. And I'm trying to bring you as much news as I can. And I got a lot of news in this show. So let's get back to it, okay? Thank you for sticking around right here on Real America's Voice News and Live from America. President Donald J. Trump said something at the rally that he held in Alabama not too long ago that stuck out. It stuck out so much that for days I was talking about it here on Life from America. And it was what President Trump said about General Milley in the heat of an, a, a very emotional um, speech. And you know how President Trump is when he gets off the teleprompter, right? When President Trump gets off the teleprompter, tel- Prompter, he is fire. He is on point. Everything is is, is either uh, you know highly aggressive or funny or or something. He's he's exposed or he'll, or he'll say a bad word to really rile people up. But when he goes off that teleprompter and when he goes off cadence, that's when he has his greatest moments. And he he had one of those moments in Alabama when he was talking about General Milley and he quickly changed the subject. Back to the video of General Patton that he played. I want to play you the audio of what I'm talking about. Listen very closely. When I get through with this guy, Millie, I mean, how about Millie? Remember? Remember? Remember when I walked to the church, proudly walked to the church, that the protesters, they tried to burn it down, but I walked to the church, protesters out there, and Millie was walking with me. And the next day, the radical left media starts calling him, you shouldn't have walked, you shouldn't have walked. Instead of saying, I'm proud to walk with my president, not because it's me, because of the office. Instead of saying that, he wanted to apologize for walking with the president of the United States. And I said, and I said, this guy doesn't have what it takes. And uh, you're seeing that now because the worst decisions I've ever seen. That's again why I put the patent. I just remembered it as I was coming over here. I said, get that clip quickly. The peop- So what President Trump was talking about there is I want to go right back to that very first thing he said in that first few seconds. Listen closely to what I'm talking about. When I get
0: through with this guy Millie, I mean how about Millie?
1: Remember? When I get through with this guy, Millie. What did he mean by that? Oh, we've had fun with this here on Live from America, haven't we, guys? We've talked about this over and over and over again. When I get done with this guy, Millie, what did he mean by that? Why did he stop himself and change subjects? He goes on to talk about the the patent, and then he goes on to his, his very famous quote, everything woke turns to, you know. But what did he mean by that? Why did he stop himself, and more importantly, what could he possibly do to Millie in a position of no mm, power? In his position right now. My whole point in this is, if he's saying, when I get done with Millie, it only corroborates everything that I've been saying these last few days, of you're going to be very happy soon, and then of course, finishing with last Friday saying, I do believe they're going to decertify this election. Because in President Trump's Current position, he would have no power to when I get done with Millie, right? General Millie, General White Rage Millie. <laughs> that was false and fake and never happened. You're fired, <laughs> General White Rage Millie. What a what a uh, what a name, huh? General White Rage Millie apparently told China in a series of two different phone calls, uh, secret phone calls at that, that he would give China advanced warnings if the United States was ever going to attack. That's right, you heard me right. In two secret phone calls with Chinese representatives and Chinese CCP uh, party elitists, I'm sure, globalists, people who want to take over the United States of America, whoever it was that he uh, was speaking to as a whole, um, he told them that he'd give them a warning if the United States was ever going to attack China. Oh, but it gets way worse, folks. It gets way worse. Let me read to you exactly what I'm talking about. Let's read this, shall we? According to a new book, Peril, written by Bob Woodward, Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman told China in a secret phone call that he would give advance warning if the U.S. was ever going to attack. Quote, in a pair of secret phone calls, General Mark A. Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, assured the, his Chinese counterpart, General Li Jiaxing of the PLA, that the U.S. would not strike, according to the new book written by uh, Washington Post associate editor Bob Woodward. Okay? On the call or one call took place on october thirtieth, twenty twenty, four days before the election that unseated President Trump, and the other on january eighth, two days after the Capitol siege carried out by his supporters in a quest to cancel the vote. The first call was prompted by Milley's review of intelligence suggesting the Chinese believed the United States was preparing to attack. Quote, General Lee, I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay, Milley told him. Quote, we are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. End quote. In the book's account, Milley went so far as to pledge he would alert his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack, stressing that the rapport they'd established through a back channel, he says, quote, General Lee, You and I have known each other for five years. If I were going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. But then, folks... It gets worse, and it goes back to exactly what we were talking about right in that December-January time frame, about General Milley having conversations with Nancy Pelosi far outside of the chain of command. We were talking about that when I was doing backyard rant videos. Do you remember? Well... Come full circle. Again, folks, you cannot keep up a lie. You cannot continue to go forward with injustices once we all know what happened. Because we're going to get to the bottom of it. And thanks to President Donald J. Trump, he opened the curtain on all of it. It gets worse. Let's go back to that moment that I'm talking about with the conversations that Stretchface Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi, had with General White Rage Milley. Okay? Listen to this. This is serious and likely treason, says the Gateway Pundit. Milley acted outside of the chain of command, which we knew already, when holding back channel discussions with China and Pelosi. Okay? And they all colluded together. According to reports, General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, had at least two phone calls with the counterpart. We've already talked about that part. But it all ties into this. On the calls with China was relayed to Speaker, or one of the calls with China was relayed to Speaker Pelosi, which likely made her an accomplice in a treasonous act. What right did Pelosi or General Milley have in communicating with China, all questions that we had back then, but we didn't know the extent of the phone calls with China that Milley had. We just knew that there was conversation between Milley and Pelosi, which was far outside the chain of command. Okay? What right did Pelosi or General Milley have in communicating with China or any foreign government on behalf of the President of the United States? How was Milley able to give his assurances without um, without uh, usurping the duties of his president of his president Donald J. Trump? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told House Democrats that she has gotten assurances that there are safeguards in place in the event. President Donald J. Trump wants to launch a nuclear weapon according to multiple sources. These are acts of treason, folks. That's what these are. These are acts of treason. You're talking about withholding withholding information when you're talking about a President of the United States ordering anything to do with the nuclear codes. And on top of that, General Milley ordered his staff not to comply with any orders from the White House as they pertain to nuclear codes. And right before I came on air, Disclosed TV dropped this little nugget right here, which says, here we go, hold on, one second, that There are members of the Pentagon who are willing to testify against General Milley that they knew that this happened. That General Milley was having backdoor conversations with China and Nancy Pelosi and that they were all conspiring and working together, ladies and gentlemen, to withhold the nuclear codes or any kind of information that the White House was ordering and requiring. They were ordered to withhold that stuff by General Milley, by Nancy Pelosi, or at least Nancy Pelosi was in on it. I mean, you're talking some serious, serious accusations here and serious charges. That's treason. Any which way you slice that pie, that is treason, folks. And it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with. But again... We might say, well, nothing is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to happen. Look, it all comes down to when we take power again. And you'll, and I know there's people out there that say, we'll never take power again because they'll steal the election again. I've said it a thousand times. They won't be able to steal the swing states. That's why they're fighting so hard against the audits and the canvassing. But there's already been election laws changed in two, three of those swings, uh, yeah, three of those swing states. Election laws have already been changed that they're fighting. So moving forward, they're not going to be able to take the swing states. That's why they're trying to cram everything in that quick, folks. That's why. And speaking of people that I can't wait until President Trump gets his hands on, I wish President Trump was here to punch this thing right now, Tony the Swamp Rat Fauci. This man is now doing what you and I said he would do months ago. And we were called conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat wearing, right wing Alex Jones, crazy Trump supporting racists. We told you that sooner or later, in order for you to take this vaccine, that they would make it so you couldn't go to restaurants, bars, events, dance clubs, sporting events. And guess what happened? We were right. Then... We said that you're going to be refused health care at medical facilities and hospitals if you don't take the vaccine. You called us the same thing. That's that's ridiculous. Nobody is going to deny you health care in this country just because you didn't take the shot. Guess what? We were right. You were wrong again. Now we're telling you that the next step is going to be that you won't be able to fly on an airplane unless you're vaccinated. Guess what? (laughs) You know what I'm about to show you. You know what it is already. So I might as well not say it and just let him say it.
0: We know that the virus travels when people move around the country. Don Baer, the Democratic congressman from Virginia, um, has a bill proposing that People traveling within the United States on airplanes and trains should either be vaccinated or provide proof of a negative COVID test. This is very common practice now in Europe. I've just been traveling all over Europe. You can't get on a plane without having some kind of proof that you're negative. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to change?
1: Well, that's under consideration, certainly. I mean, I I have been asked that question and it actually got got some play in the press when I made the answer. I think that if, in fact, it is seriously considered, it's on the table, we're not there yet. In fact, if you look at the six-point program that the president came out with a couple of days, what we were talking about with travel was doubling the fines of people who, in fact, are traveling and don't get tested. And I, and I believe that the idea about requiring vaccination for travel is something that is on the table for discussion. There you go. On the table for discussion. That's them planting seeds for in about mm, three weeks they will require vaccinations to get on planes. After that, they're going to come out to your driver's license. Call me crazy. Call me a tinfoil hat wearing Alex Jones racist right-wing Trump-supporting bigot. Go ahead, call it to me. I don't care. Because I'm telling you that's what they're coming after. And I just have a hunch, because I've already heard them say, when talking about privileges versus rights, that even having a driver's license is not a privilege. I mean, it's not a right. It's a privilege. So if you don't think they're coming after your privileges, you are sadly mistaken. Because in this same interview, which I'm not going to play the whole thing, but in the same interview, you know what this Tony, the swamp rat Fauci said? He said this. If people are not going to comply, he says one way or another we got pe- got to get people vaccinated. And if people refuse to comply, then we need to do everything within our power to pressure them to take the shot willingly. You can't even say those things in the same sentence. To pressure them to take the shot willingly. To pressure them to take the shot willingly doesn't sound right folks so believe me when i say that i believe they're going to be coming after your driver's license next and uh it all depends on how much you can get your people of your state to fight back because there are people fighting back and there are people winning and i have a feeling you're going to see a lot more people fighting and a lot more people winning in the few weeks and maybe possibly the next couple months to come he will not get away with this you'll not get away with this Let's take a quick break here on Real America's Voice News, and uh, we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Thank you. Never going to happen at my house, she says. I agree. Going to get bad people, just hold tight the armor of God. How can you pressure willingly? Exactly. That's what I'm... Ready? Let's beat the crap out of this thing, shall we? Let's just uppercut, uppercut. I mean, come on. Oh, this thing. Oh, this guy. This guy right here. Um, Punch the rat, Jerry. <laughs> punch the rat. rats. <laughs> oh, it's pretty incredible, isn't it? Pretty incredible what we're going through in this country. But you know what, folks? Um, like I said, there's one way to beat them, and people are already doing that right now, and that's dwindling their workforce or literally walking out, walking out on their jobs to the point where they can't even function. Truck drivers... We're gonna be talking about truck drivers in a minute. That's gonna be a big one right there because here's the deal. And you're gonna hear it in this show. If OSHA decides to mandate in the workplace, guess who has to take the jab? Truck drivers. And there's a lot of truck drivers speaking out about that right now. And we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. And here's the other thing: if they walk out on truck, if truck drivers walk out, that's it. The gears of this country come to a halt. And they come to a halt fast. JFish51 uh, J says, Making criminals out of us. We'll have to get legal, illegal passports. I know. There's already people already doing the illegal pass, uh, vaccine passport thing. It's already happening. It's already been happening, folks. It's crazy what we're dealing with. But you know what? It's crazy how much we can get done when we fight, too. It's crazy how much we can get done when we have a strategy and we're not just out there swinging for the fences. That's the big thing, too, is knowing what you're punching. A lot of us out there are just swinging at the fences because we don't know who to fight, who to scream at. A lot of us just don't know. So if we really need community organizers in this this conservative party... Ooh, I just got a great text. I just got a great text from Amanda Head. She said she just got done doing uh, Steve Bannon's show. And she says, I'm still in the parking lot of the polling place, so I'll have to do a segment with you from here. But I have some juicy information to tell you on air. This is breaking news, folks. This is breaking. So I just sent her a text back, told her I'm ready. So as soon as she comes on, we'll get right back to it. But like I'm telling you, this is the great thing about being a partner with Real America's Voice News is I have access to their reporters in the field. So I'm going to start utilizing that a little bit more often, having access to their reporters in the field. So let's get right back to it here because I believe Amanda's coming in now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with us right here on Real America's Voice News. Of course, the fastest growing news station in the world right now. Well, definitely in the United States of America, because it's real news and honest views. So I have a guest that I would like to bring on the show right now. This is the first time that we have had her on the show, but I've been on the road with her many times. I've become very close um, w- with Amanda, and she's, she's probably one of the greatest assets that Real America's Voice News has, because not only is she a, uh, a massive historian, and loves the documents the founding documents of this country but she also is one of those people that are fighting on the tip of the spear to preserve this country as well so i'd like to bring in if i could amanda head thank you amanda for joining in on live from america here on your network real america's voice news how are you i'm
0: good thank you so much for that intro i i could not fight alongside a more uh worthy companion than you jeremy you have i've just as much as i have learned about you in the last what four or five months since we've been traveling together i just feel so blessed to be alongside you in this fight and you know this is usually a nationwide fight as we travel the country and we are fighting for conservative values it's typically nationwide but today in california we're we're putting in the good fight here i'm actually right outside of my polling location um, and I apologize for the strange backdrop inside my car, but uh, I was just on Steve Bannon and I was like, I was so distracted because I felt sweat dripping down my back. I'm sorry, that's too much information for some of you, but um, I had to get in my car and and uh, and cool off for a minute. But um, interesting story, and I'm breaking this on your show because I literally just spoke to this guy as I was wrapping up my hit with Steve Bannon. A man came up to me, a guy who lives here in Burbank. He's registered to vote in California, and this is his regular polling location. I'm out front of Buena Vista Public Library. It's uh, one of the Burbank libraries on Buena Vista, and uh, it's got a very large parking lot, one, two, three, four, about six rows, seven rows of cars, um, and it's a pretty big polling location, so you do naturally have a lot of people that come and vote here. He came back um Just a little while ago, hoping that he could find a news crew, but he came here two hours ago to vote and he was driving around the parking lot. Now, keep in mind that this is a big parking lot. It's a big venue for voting. The parking lot on on voting day is always full and there was a white SUV parked in the back corner of the parking lot and the hatch on the back of the SUV was open and he saw a woman printing something. And he got a picture of it, and I have the picture, and Jeremy, I will send it to you. Uh, And this woman that he's talking to, he snaps a picture of her, and she's trying to block the printer. And she was successful in blocking the printer, but you can see next to what is behind her is a power source. So his his comment to me was, maybe it was nothing nefarious. Maybe she's a real estate agent, and she was printing off pamphlets. But if that's the case, why are you doing it? on a 95-degree day in Burbank, California, in a full parking lot where you probably had to drive around for a while to find a spot when there are plenty of other parking lots around here that are empty, why are you in a polling place parking lot? And I said, well, maybe she didn't realize it was a polling place. And and, And he and I both gave each other the same look at the same time. There are signs at every turn in this parking lot that says, voting this way, polls this way, vote here. So I'm not saying that anything was happening, but I know enough about voter fraud in California and and every other state to know that I it it's probably not a coincidence. And we have seen fraud two months ago. There were surveillance footage released from Valley Village of a postal worker taking ballots out of people's uh, mailboxes. You've got the holes in the envelopes thing, the fold in the ballot thing. Yesterday in San Fernando Valley, Woodland Hills, and other cities across California, Republicans showing up to vote and then being turned away and given a provisional ballot because they were told that they had already voted. I've had plenty of people reach out to me on social media giving me tips. A woman who moved out of the state two years ago was mailed a ballot. She checked her voter status and someone voted in her name. Um Gina Loudon, same situation. She moved to Florida two years ago and she got a ballot. The shenanigans have have it's unbelievable. But here's the thing, and Jeremy, you and I were talking about this earlier. Regardless of what happens today, this is not a win for Gavin Newsom. Today is a survival day for him. Right. If he survives, that's exactly what it is. It's not a win, it's not a victory. It is survival for him. Survival. Congratulations, Gavin Newsom. You get to serve out the rest of your term. But make no mistake, the patriots in California were heard loud and clear. Look, we forced Joe Biden to come out of his basement in Delaware, fly across the country. That's a very arduous flight for someone in his condition. Forced him to come to California, Southern California, no less, where it was 90 degrees yesterday, Go to an outdoor stadium and give a speech. We did that. We forced Joe Biden to do that. We forced Liz Warren and Barack Obama and Bernie Sanders to have to put out ads for a man that they are not even friends with. We did that, and for that, we should be proud.
1: Well, and, it, and it, at the so, there's a few things I'd like to break down. There, number one, you're right. Uh, we as 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 a country as people, we did that, and it lets you know exactly how much power we still do have and Now maybe we didn't maybe we don 't get the outcome, maybe tomorrow comes tonight whenever they call this, and we don 't get the outcome we 're looking for. but what we did do is we took an opportunity. And I've said it before, you lose 100% of the chances you don't take. You took an opportunity, you fought it, you forced all that to happen, and that is just with, what, a few million people in California really being aggressive. So imagine what 30 million people all over the country could do if they were really aggressive. And I think that, and here's the thing, and I titled today's show, um, Awareness, Remove, uh, Cameras, Term Limits. Awareness, Remove, Cameras, Term Limits. And what I meant by that is, look, none of this can happen if there wasn't conservative media or independent media like you and I and many others. It couldn't happen because the mainstream media would never get it out there. So there goes your awareness. So we're the awareness part of this. There's also the removal. Once the awareness gets big enough, we can remove them legally many, many, many ways. Then we need to strap everybody with cameras. And we're going to be talking about that later here on my show. The same way you do a police officer. The same way I'd like to see teachers, uh, you know, schoolrooms be be... Uh, have a camera i think that uh i think that these these leadership roles like nancy pelosi they should be wearing cameras when they work and then of course term limits the only way to fix all of this is term limits now have you heard anything uh outs well first of all let's go back to this guy in the parking lot so you're gonna send me a picture does this picture by any chance have a license plate on it or did he only could he only squeeze what he could squeeze in
0: he has a picture of her license plate that he's sending me. He sent me, he's an older guy. He's a veteran. So of course I thanked him for his service. He sent me, um, and I, he doesn't have an iPhone. Um, and I only know this because the, the numbers on the keyboard, the placement was different. Yep. And the QWERTY keyboard was different. Um but he sent me that one picture that he had pulled up within his album, and I was trying to explain to him how he could send, you know, a, a bulk amount of them. And it's not that he was, like, older or senile or anything. He was probably in maybe his 60s, early 70s. Um, but after he sent me that picture, I texted him my name. I said, just so you know, this is my news organization, just so there's no, no equivocation about any of it. And so I texted him back, and I said, if you have any other pictures or if any other details come to mind, please text me. And he mentioned that he did have a license plate picture, so he's going to send that to me as well.
1: So I just want to, while I have you on here, I want to answer a couple of people's questions, and I want to get your thought on this too, because I know you look at things you know, in a, in a much broader uh, scope than I do, at least some of these things. And and one, somebody said, no, if we can't get these people out, how can we ever introduce term limits? And my answer to that is, When I say they're not going to be able to cheat again, I didn't say they wouldn't be able to cheat in California. We knew that was going to happen. We just know that we were on top of it this time where we weren't in November. What I'm saying is they're not going to be able to cheat in these swing states again after everything that we're doing after the election laws that are put in place. And if they don't cheat in the swing states, then they can't really win anything. And all we have to do is win a majority back. And the majority of people want term limits. And if we win the majority back, then we can make term limits actually happen. that's... That's kind of what I'm getting at. You want to respond on that real quick because I might be looking at things a little bit more aggressive and more like, you know, because that's just how I look at things. I'm, I'm really aggressive and you're a little bit more conservative thought. So you want to kind of weigh in there?
0: Yeah. So um, first of all, I want to hammer home the point that California GOP, and I've said this publicly before and I don't apologize for it. California GOP is feckless and useless and at, at best corrupt and liberal rats at worst. Um, our California GOP has done absolutely nothing to secure this election. Um, I, get, I, I received copious emails from them about poll working instructions and, and how to get involved to work a poll, but no, absolutely no literature, digital, physical, or otherwise, about how, how to keep an eye on um, you know, any type of nefarious activity, how to report it, who was even going to handle it, And, you know, I I don't know, it's kind of a nature versus nurture argument with that, because, you know, is it a case where you have people who have been elected to these positions within California GOP? And by the way, other state GOPs as well. California is not isolated in this situation. So is it a situation where we elected these people who were corrupt from the beginning? Or is it a case where they became corrupt as they were, you know, elected and, and served in these positions? We all know that corruption... Um, You know, any type of power corrupts, absolutely. And for the folks in the California GOP, and this is universal, this is universal. A lot of people have issues with their state GOPs. And going back to what you were saying about it being incumbent upon the people, we can no longer really rely on state parties, definitely not our federal party, not the RNC. We can't rely on them to do the right thing anymore. And this recall involved... One of the main drivers of this recall was a state assemblyman named Kevin Kiley. Uh, he ran right. to replace Gavin Newsom. He's he's number two or number three in, in the lineup as far as uh, the highest percentages to, to replace Gavin Newsom. Kevin Kiley is one of those Republicans who has busted his fanny to change things in Sacramento. And here's one of the other big issues with the California GOP. Democrats have had a supermajority in Sacramento for a very, very long time. And for that reason, Republicans in California for a very, very long time have felt like there was nothing that they could do. Kevin Kiley was one of those rare Republicans who didn't care. He, you know, he, like you opened up this segment, you you lose 100% of the opportunities you don't take. And he was not going to be that guy. I'm sure you've heard about AB5 here in California, the assembly that basically wanted to make it so any contracting was illegal. They wanted to force companies to put people on their payroll, to hire them as employees as opposed to private contractors because California needs needs to reap that, you know, the, the taxes from having folks on payroll. So all of that to say, I'm sorry, that was a very long rabbit hole. As you were saying, If 2 million people, technically 1.2, that's the amount of signatures that that were required. If 1.2 million out of 40 million people in California can force the Democrat president of the United States, the geriatric president, to get on Air Force One and take a five-hour flight across the country to defend the man who doesn't even know, imagine what the rest of you can do in your own state.
1: Right. I, I agree. I agree. Well, Amanda, thank you so very much for coming on today. I can't wait for you to send me those pictures. Um, we'll we'll do whatever we can to pursue it. And of course, we're going to do whatever we can, no matter what this outcome is, to continue to drive out corruption and fraud in your state and all these other states. I don't care who they're from. You know what I mean? We need to fight, fight, fight. And that's what uh, that's what you're good at. So I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. I can't wait to yeah, get back out right. on the road with you.
0: I just want to close with with one of my favorite quotes, and it has been basically the theme of, of 2021 for me, basically since November of last year. Um, one of my favorite quotes from our founding fathers, it doesn't take a majority to prevail. Rather, a keen, uh, a, rather an irate minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the hearts of minds of men. I'm not convinced we're not the majority, but even if we're not, Think about the American Revolution. You yeah, had know. less than 10% of the, of the American colonists in the New England territories at the time who were actually willing to take up arms against the crown. Less than 10%. Yeah. So we can do this, guys.
1: Yes, we can. Well, God bless you, Amanda. Thank you for coming on, and I'll talk to you Thank soon. You. Uh, send me those pictures whenever you can, okay?
0: I sure will. Thank you. All
1: right. God bless. See you later. And there you go, folks. And again, um, she received a, um, you know, sh- this all happened, and a guy was on scene to see it and took pictures and was looking for a news outlet or a news me- any kind of news media to give this information to. She didn't see this. She didn't witness this. This guy gave her the pictures because he witnessed it, and he went over there. And I agree. If I was there, I would have been right up there, too. I would If I was there, I would have been up there in her face with a, with a camera. Amanda wasn't there. this all came in to Amanda from a guy who was there. Uh, So let's take another break real quick, and we'll come back. And I got a good story about 17 health workers who actually won a case with these vax mandates. Be right back after this. And, folks, while we were talking to Amanda, check this out. Check this out. You know what this is? This is YouTube. You guys wondered why we're not live on YouTube. Here we go. Our team has reviewed your content. And unfortunately, we think it violates our misinformation policy. We removed the following content from YouTube. This was yesterday's show, by the way, which is gone. Because uh, I, I delete him. So it doesn't matter if you delete him or not. We know this might be disappointing. But it's important for us at YouTube. And make this a safe place. If content breaks our rules, we remove it. Long story short, second violation. ha ha ha! Thank you, Stacy. God bless you. You see? Stacy says, okay, you want to silence him? Boom. I'm going to donate, and he's going to use that money to continue to fight you. Thank you, Stacy. But that right there, folks, that right there. So you won't be able to see me on YouTube for the next couple weeks, but that's okay. We got Rumble. We got Roku. We got many, many, many platforms in which you can watch this. And when all else fails, you can just listen to the podcast on JeremyHerald.com. Who cares? Nobody cares. Like, come on. You think that, you know what, back there was a time, there was a day where that used to, like, really, really bother me. You know what I mean? There was a day where that would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. What are we going to do? How are we going to do the show? How are we going to get the gospel out? How are we going to get the truth out? Nobody cares. Uh, Oh, JC Rainbow says Pastor Locke is banned on Twitter. Well, there you go exactly what i'm talking about uh i love rumble so do i and, and of course rumble has its issues guys and i know there's some issues that it has sometimes but for the most part we get through it we get through it and youtube i mean and and, and rumble continues to stay there and be a, a beacon of hope for a lot of people who are doing videos you know and, and shows um rumble to me is the best uh patriot says <laughs> donates a dollar and says cry me a lake cry me a lake snowflake and JLJazz says, congrats on being censored by YouTube again. <laughs> isn't it amazing what we do in this Patriot community? Oh, this is how we fight censorship, right? This is how we do it. <laughs> why isn't everyone on Rumble? I don't know. You know why? Because a lot of them haven't been banned completely yet, which really makes it odd, right? Like, I wasn't saying anything different than a lot of people are saying. Maybe I just did it with a little bit more passion. I don't know. I don't know why they're all still where they are. I think everybody should come to Rumble and just make this thing climb higher and higher. You know what I mean? We'll be back up to 7,000 more again now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, you know what? Let's come back and 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 uh, for the, for the um, Real America's Voice audience that sees this a little later, let's let them know what happened as well because I think everybody gets a kick out of this, don't you? I think so. Let's do it. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. And of course, we were just talking about how great rumble is compared to YouTube. So while we were on a break and while we were talking to Amanda Head, I received this notification by YouTube. There it is. Check it out. And it says, You have violated our terms and conditions on a video that's been deleted that you can't even watch. This is your second violation of your third page. We're sorry to ban you for two weeks. (laughs) So, This is what I said. Uh, So when your favorite podcaster or TV show host or whatever gets banned from one of these platforms, just go to their page and donate to them. That's what we did with Mike Lindell when they canceled him. We lifted him up. And that's what we need to continue to do here. I'd like to leave you on a really, really good story, okay? A lawsuit was filed yesterday, on Monday, by 17 healthcare workers, including doctors and nurses, claiming the vaccine mandates violate their constitutional rights. A Clinton appointed judge, federal judge, by the name of David Hurd for the Northern District of New York, granted a restraining order on the vaccine mandate. Uh, you remember Andrew Cuomo? Remember him? Yeah, he put that mandate in place after he sexually harassed multiple women, killed 15,000 people in nursing homes, and used his power to get resources in order to get a $5 million book deal. Yeah, that Andrew Cuomo. That order was put into place last year. Vax mandates. Vax mandate. I mean, earlier this year, excuse me. Vax mandates. A federal judge just says, nope, put a temporary restraining order on those vaccine mandates.
0: And the judge... From taking against the licensure, certification,
1: residency, admitting privileges, or other professional status or qualifications of any of the plaintiffs on account of their seeking or having obtained a religious exemption from mandatory COVID 19 vaccination. <laughs> That's in the state of New York with a Clinton-appointed judge. Again, you lose 100% of the opportunities you don't take. These 17 healthcare workers—they took an opportunity, and for at least for the time being, they won. And I have a feeling that if more people do this as a collective, not only will they win as doctors, nur- nurses, healthcare workers, frontline workers, police officers, uh, firefighters, whatever, not only will they win, ladies and gentlemen. But they will start a trend all over this country, and the workforce will be depleted without them. And they'll have no choice but to cave into our pressure. Why don't you comply with our demands from now on? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very, very much for the opportunity to come into your homes every single day. It's truly an honor. It's truly an honor to be here on Real America's Voice News, and it's always an honor to share the gospel with you. Remember, folks, there are right ways... And there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, have a great day, and I'll see the majority of you.